Are you looking to buy a home in the next six months? Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, can help you get home loan financing or refinancing if you are already a homeowner. She can also help increase your credit score to get the lowest interest rates available. So connect with Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, using the links in the description box below. All right, now let's get into the episode. Are you looking for a licensed realtor who can provide real estate services to home buyers, sellers, investors, and renters in the state of Michigan and Georgia? You are? How about a licensed realtor whose mission is to provide you with guidance, education, customer service, and expertise in real estate? I know someone who can help. His name is John Pendleton. He's a licensed realtor with EXP Realty, LLC, and he's here to provide his time and commitment to work for you. Whether you want to sell, invest, or buy, John Pendleton is your guy. You can find John's contact information in the description box of this episode. Shalom Aleikim. Shalom Aleikim. Shalom Aleikim. Peace be upon you. Peace be upon you. I had to say it once. I had to say it twice. And it sounds so good. I had to say it thrice. Peace be upon you all. Kingdom, citizens of heaven, worldwide, near and far, in close proximity, in the four corners of heaven's crown land and th to those who are pursuing citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Shalom Aleikim, peace be upon you. Barukim Habaim, blessed are those who come. It's Hebrew for blessed are those who come. Informally, it means welcome. I'm so glad, I'm so ecstatic, I'm so elated that you have chosen to tap in, not just to the Kingdom Basora podcast where the gentleman speaking to you, his name is Yoel ben Yisrael, a fellow citizen in the Kingdom of Heaven, just doing my very best to preach, proclaim, and podcast about the good news that Yahshua preached, which is the anchor scripture for this podcast, which is a quote from the Kingdom of Heaven's Constitution, as I turn there in real time, Matitya 4, Article 17, Section Matitya, Section Matthew, Subsection 4, Article 17, in the Kingdom of Heaven's Constitution, it says, from that time, Yahshua began to preach and to say, I love saying it in the Hebrew tongue because it gives us the original definition and the original meaning and the original intent of what Yahshua was saying to us two millennia ago. Shubu, kihagia, makuta shamayim. Change the way you think. Repent 
means to change the way we think, change our mindset. Because we can't turn from sin until we change the way we think and change our mindset. It's hard to turn away from adultery and murder and profaning the Sabbath day and taking King Yahweh's name in vain if one hasn't mentally in their mind thought or changed their mind about the aforementioned. If they still rationalize within their thinking, if they still do mental gymnastics that will, I can tell a little white lie. That's cool. Then, then there will be no change. There will be no Teshuba, there will be no need to repent. There will be no turning from sin. It starts in the mind. So Yahshua goes straight for our mind in the Hebraism. In Hebraism, uh, heart is a Hebraism, excuse me, for the mind. So Yahshua says, Shubu, repent, which means, yes, turn from sin, but also change the way you think, change your mind. Because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. Past tense. Yes. The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. Yahshua HaMashiach brought the kingdom of heaven government with him back to earth during his first coming. And that's what this podcast is all about. So tonight you all, another installment, another episode, another <laughs> governmental meeting, so to speak. In season three, doing my best to exegete the culture with this episode this is episode number let me get my words right this is episode number seven and the title of this episode is as follows a utopian dream a utopian dream So this previous week in pop culture, as I was frantically looking and scrambling desperately for something to cover within American pop culture, and I, I specifically try to narrow and niche it down to quote unquote black culture, what's going on in, excuse me, American black culture, with my Hebrew people, with my Israelite people, there was a holiday that transpired called Dr. Martin Luther King Day. This day prompted a speaker by the name of, a speaker by the name of Dr. Mark Lamont Hill to give a sermon regarding Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Dr. 
Martin Luther King Jr., his birth name being Michael. I'm not sure some people knew that or some were unaware or cognizant of that, but his birth name, if I'm not mistaken, was Michael. And so, I wanted, I listened to this sermon that the beloved Dr. Mark Lamont Hill gave at St. Sabina Church in Chicago. And so what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to take some quotables. There are about six of six quotables that I want to engage and shine a kingdom of heaven light on these six quotables from Dr. Mark Lamont Hill's Martin Luther King's sermon he gave at St. Sabina Church. And there's a parenthetical here as I look at the YouTube video, 2023. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about this episode, this governmental meeting. But before we get started, I have an audio clip I want to share with you all. So please lean in, lean in just a little bit closer, and I'll talk more with you all on the other side of these words. Are you a Hebrew parent that's looking to instill some righteous fun in the lives of your little ones? If that's you, then look no further than the coloring books authored by Shakaha Hanana. Her wrapped in beauty, virtuous daughters, and righteous sons coloring books will give your sons and daughters a chance to enjoy the Bible through coloring and creativity. If you would like to order Shakaha's coloring books, then you can contact her using the information in this podcast episode description box below. struggling with the spirit of fear? Do you have dreams, ambitions, and goals that you want to accomplish, but fear continues to keep you stagnant? Shift from fear to faith, facing adversity and winning at life. Authored by Davina Stallworth will help you conquer that fear through faith in King Yahweh. If you're ready to become a champion in life, add Davina Stallworth's book to your library today by using the links in the description box below.
Would you say that your physical health is important to you? How about your financial, personal, and mental health? State certified financial advisor and the author of Why is the Church So Unhealthy? and The Health Quadrant, Tim Ferguson Jr. wants to help individuals like you. Tim is a crusader with a heart to help others with his two published books, 30 plus years of physical health slash nutrition savviness and 20 plus years of financial expertise. Ready to live your healthiest life? Then connect with Tim using the information in the description box below. So here's a fun fact, Kingdom Citizens of Heaven. Some may ask, well, why? Why did Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. change his name? So here's a fun fact, right? And this may be revelatory for some who just may not know. When he returned to Atlanta, the senior king, so Martin Luther King Jr.'s dad, his father, decided to change his name and his son's name from Michael, in Hebrew that's Mikael, who was like God, who was like El, to Martin Luther. After the German Protestant leader, according to the Martin Luther King Jr. Research and Education Institute at Stanford, this is from AJC.com. Why Martin Luther King Jr.'s father changed their names. <laughs> you know, this, this isn't even in my notes, but I feel like I have to go here. Because names mean things especially within the Hebrew culture, especially to us Israelites. Names mean things. Names have meanings. Did you all know? <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, I, I think I may just have to read that too. But did you all know that in Hebrew or Israelite culture, the baby that was born into the world was not given a name, at least the baby boy, to my understanding and research, until he was circumcised on the eighth day. Not even in my notes, but I want to go to the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution. Because names are important. Let's go to section Mishlei, that's Hebrew for Proverbs, subsection 30. Let's read article number four. The Kingdom of Heaven Constitution says in Mishlei or Proverbs 30, article four, who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind 
and his fists? Who has bound the waters in their garments? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell. Kingdom citizens of heaven and those who are pursuing citizenship in the kingdom of heaven in their lifetime. This is referring to when asked the question, what is his name? And what is his son's name? The king of heaven, Melek Yahweh Abinu, King Yahweh our father, Melek Yahweh Borenu, King Yahweh our creator. Like Yahweh Yira, King Yahweh, our provider, who allows us to, who is providing for us, even in this moment, as you're listening to this government podcast about the kingdom of heaven good news message. And his son's name, Yahshua. Hamashiach or Yahshua the Messiah. In the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution, it goes on to say this as I'm switching tabs here on the laptop. In section Matitya, that's Matthew. Subsection 1, Article 21. I want to read this for us. It's not in my notes. I didn't know I was going to go down this trajectory. But that's the good thing about this podcast. I love it when the governor of heaven just allows me to go into another direction that's important. So I, I try my best to be sensitive and to submit to the governor of heaven, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who is the governor in the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 1, article number 21, it says, she will give birth to a son, referring to the virgin Miriam, or Mary. And you will call him, now most translations will say Jesus, but I will submit that that's a mistransliteration, and that wasn't his name. Because he was a Hebrew, born to Hebrew-speaking parents, Yosef and Miriam, and there, was, there is no letter J, even until this day, in the 20 true, 20 true, 22, Sleek Ali, forgive me, 22 letter or charactered Hebrew Aleph Bet or Hebrew alphabet from Aleph to the Torah. And you can find the Hebrew Aleph Bet in your respective copies of the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution at section Psalm, subsection Tehillim. Subsection 119, articles one all the way to 176. 
Names mean things. I will submit to us that the name, Hebrew name of the Hebrew Messiah given to him by his Hebrew speaking parents, Yosef and Miriam, was a Hebrew name. Yahshua, which means Yahweh, the King of Heaven, is salvation, or Yahweh, the King of Heaven, saves. I brought up the cultural practice of a male child in the Israelite culture not being named until the eighth day circumcision. So let's see here. Let's see, let's see. Ah, here we go. In section Eli or, that's Hebrew for Luke, subsection one. Let's start at article number 57. It says, now Elisheba's, or Elizabeth, she had a Hebrew name, Elisheba, my God, that means my God, or my L is an oath, full time came that she should be delivered. She was about to give birth. Right, she's now in her third trimester, about to give birth. And she gave birth to a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how King Yahweh had shown great mercy to her. And they rejoiced with Elisheba. Article 59 in Eliar 1. And it came to happen that on the eighth day, ah, they came to circumcise the child. And they called him, the name of the child, Zechariah. Shalom Aleikim from the cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I had to switch, I had to switch it up on myself, Kingdom Citizens of Heaven. I had to switch from the laptop to the cell phone because the internet just crashed and um, is buffering and it's saying that Sites were taking too long to respond, and there was a network error. Um, and so I had to switch over to the cell phone because I'm determined to preach the good news about the kingdom of heaven, which has changed the way that you think, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And so I thank King Yahweh, Yireh, King Yahweh, for who provides, who will see to it that his good news message will get out and I am determined, dedicated, and have my face set like flint to use the tools of our generation, the technological advances of this generation, to get the good news message about the kingdom of heaven and its arrival to people who are in religion, the people who are fed up with religion, the people who are, as Yahshua put it, I love the way he put it, I have to read it, then I'll go back to the point I was, neither shall they be morning. 
the internet came on on the desktop came on for a hot second. Check this out, you all. This is what Yahshua said. And section Matitya, subsection 11. I want to read articles. Let's see. 28 to 30. And it reads this way. Yahshua said, come to me, everybody that's labored and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me because I'm meek and lowly in mind, humble in mind, humble minded. It says lowly in heart in the KJV. And heart is a Hebraism for the mind. And you will find rest for your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I will submit to us, kingdom citizens of heaven, that my Israelite ancestors during Yahshua generation had a pharisaical yoke upon their necks. And this was a heavy yoke. They had a religious pharisaical yoke upon their necks. And this yoke would weigh them down. It would burden them. Burden them. And Yahshua, and perhaps in another episode I'll talk more about this pharisaical yoke, this religion of pharisaism, the Torah Sheba al the oral Torah. But Yahshua is inviting them and us to take his yoke upon ourselves. And this yoke fits perfectly. What yoke is it? one may ask. In section Yeshaya, subsection 9, it says this. This is the Hebrew Israelite prophet Isaiah, his Hebrew name being Yeshaya. Section Yeshaya 9, article 6. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Everlasting, sorry, Wonderful Counselor. It's Pele Yoetz in the Hebrew. Mighty God, El Gabor, Everlasting Father, Abiad, and Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. I'll read 7 too, because Article 7 is good, just for good measure. Of the increase of the government and of, of peace of shalom, there will be no end. And upon the throne of Dawid, and upon his kingdom, his king domain, to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice, from here on out, even forever, the zeal of Melech Yahweh Zabaot, King Yahweh of hosts, will perform this. This, this is just a, a fun fact as well. And, and what some would call Near Eastern culture and Hebraic culture 
Israelite culture, when somebody was carrying something on their shoulder, the government is on his shoulder, what that person is carrying on his shoulder is not just for them. What they're carrying on their shoulder is meant to bless someone else. What do I mean by this? We have an example of this. We do. Let's go to Genesis Bereshit, subsection 24, and let's start at Article 13. And I'll stop at Article 20, then I will get back to my point about the eight-day circumcision, the names, and then to Dr. Mark Lamont Hill's sermon about Dr. Michael Luther King Jr. It says in section bare sheet, that's Genesis, subsection 24, article 13 in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution reads, Look, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of men of the city have come to draw out water. And it will come to happen that the damsel or young woman that I will say, to whom I will say, let down your pitcher, I ask you, that I may drink. And she will say, drink. And I will give you a camel's drink also. Let the same be she that you have appointed for your servant Yitzchak. Right? This is Abraham's servant, Eli Azer, looking for a wife for Yitzchak, Abraham's son, his, his only unique son. For your servant Yitzchak, and thereby, that's how I'll know that you have shown kindness to your master. All right, let's continue reading. Article 15 says in Bereshit or Genesis 24, subsection 24, and it came to happen before he had finished speaking that look, Rebecca or Ripka came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milka, the wife of Nacor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel, the young lady, was very beautiful to look at. She was a virgin. She didn't know any man. Didn't know any man sexually. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher, which was on her shoulder, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I ask you, drink a little water from your pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord, my owner. And she hurried. And she let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had finished giving Eliezer drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have done drinking, till they, their thirst has been quenched. <coughs> right? Excuse me. Article 20. And she hurried and emptied her pitcher, which was upon her shoulder, 
into the troll and ran again to the well to draw water and drew water for all of his ten camels. We see Eliezer had ten camels in Bereshit 24, article number 10. In Genesis 24, article number 10. So Yahshua is saying, take this, take my yoke upon you. This kingdom of heaven yoke. Because the government, government he's referring to, the government that's on Yahshua's shoulder that he brought back to earth is the kingdom of heaven government, which he preaches about all throughout his kingdom of heaven ministry. Saying, change the way that you think, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. We see this in Matitya, Matthew 4, Article 17. We see this also in section Maccabee, which is Hebrew for Mark, subsection 1, Articles 14 and 15. And also in section Eli or, or Luke, subsection 4, Article 43 and 44. Whew. Okay. Let's go to Speaking of Luke, now I'm not sure if this part got cut out when the internet went down. So I'm going to read it one more time. Then I'm going to go to the part where Yahshua is named. So this is Luke section, Eli or Luke, subsection 1, article 57. I'm going to read. Up to article 63. Now Elisheba's full name, I'm sorry, full name, full time, came that she should deliver. And she gave birth to a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how King Yahweh had showed great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to happen that on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, his son. And they called him Zechariah, after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, No, not so. Not so. But he will be called Yochanan, which means names mean things. Yochanan means Yahweh is gracious. King Yahweh certainly is gracious. Wouldn't you all agree? And they said to her, there is nobody in your family that goes by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring to him what the name should be, how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, his name is Yochanan. And they marveled. They all marveled. This is Yahshua's cousin, Yochanan, ben Zechariah, right? Most people know him as John, a Greco-Roman anglicized name or mistransliteration. Again, no J in the Hebrew language or Aleph Bet. But here's an instance with Yahshua. This is Luke 2, Eli Or 2, 
I'm going to read Articles 8 through 21. It says, And there came in the same country shepherds, staying in the field, keeping watch over their flock at nighttime. Right? And look, the angel of King Yahweh came upon them, and the glory of King Yahweh shone around about them, and they were severely afraid. And the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, fear not, because look, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. Because to you is born this day in the city of Dawid a Savior, who is Mashiach, the owner, Hadon in the Hebrew. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe, the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising King Yahweh and saying, Glory to King Yahweh in the highest. And on the earth, peace, shalom, goodwill toward men. And it came to happen as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. They went back to the kingdom of heaven headquarters. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go now, even to Bethlehem, and see, right, this fulfillment of Bible prophecy in the kingdom of heaven constitution, Micah or Micah 5, article 2. And see which this thing which has come to happen, which King Yahweh has made known to us. And they came with haste. They were hurrying to get there. And they found Midiam and Yosef and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen, they made known abroad and saying, which was told to them concerning this child. And everything that they heard wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Miriam, Mary, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, in her mind. She held these words close to mind. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising King Yahweh for everything, all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Article 21, what I really want to highlight. And when eight days were accomplished, for the circumcising of the child, his name, his name, his name was called Yahshua. Yahweh is salvation, what it means in the Hebrew, which was so, which is the name that the angel gave him before he was conceived in the womb. So yes, names mean things. Names truly do mean things and they carry meaning, especially within the Hebrew culture, the Israelite culture. And we see King Yahweh changing people's names from Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, Yaakob, or Jacob to Yisrael or Israel. Calling Gideon or Gideon up to be a mighty man. Because names mean things. So, this speech, a person who definitely made a name for himself, Y'all see that smooth segue? 
Dr. Michael Luther King Jr., properly known as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Mark Lamont Hill gave a speech regarding him. And I'm going to quote these quotables and then shine a kingdom of heaven light on them. So, there's one quote where, and by the way, this, this was a very galvanizing, eloquent, some would definitely say incendiary or inflammatory speech. Very edifying speech, very enlightening speech as well that Dr. Mark Lamont Hill gave. Here's a quote from it. He said, there is a seven-day good news. Now, he didn't say good news. He said there's a seven-day gospel, quote-unquote. There's a seven-day good news. It ain't just about Sunday. Now, see, I actually like this quote because he was speaking to religious people practicing the religion of Christianity in a religious atmosphere. And I love how he called them up to a higher plateau of greatness. Calling them up to a higher plateau of nobility. Calling them up to a higher plateau of righteousness. There's a seven-day good news, but so I told by, in his words, gospel. It ain't just about Sunday. And I like that because when I hear this, I say, yes, there is a seven-day good news message. Shubu. Kiagia makuta shamaim. Change the way that you think because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And this kingdom, Basora Toba, this kingdom good news message is not just quarantine to Sunday. But I would say it's not just quarantine to Shabbat. It transcends Shabbat. It transcends a gathering that goes on for three hours in within four walls. It transcends Shabbat. Because the good news message is about change the way that you think, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. It calls us up to change our mindset to unsubscribe from the stinking thinking that we have inherited through specifically, in my context, the American government, American pop culture, American programming, Because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. A new government is in town. 
But for those who have looked at the Tanakh or the Torah, Nebaim and the Ketubim, or what some would call the Old Testament, the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution nonetheless, the original government has returned. And this means that we now live as citizens in the kingdom of heaven and that this good news transcends all transcends over to not just the days of the week but our entirety, entirety and totality of our life. And Yeshua gives us an example of this regarding our everyday, day-to-day, habitual dealings with each other. People who are citizens in the kingdom of heaven, they have citizenship in heaven now, presently, according to Philippians 3.20. And those who are have religious membership and not kingdom citizenship just yet. In section Matitya, Matthew, Subsection 5, let's go to article number 43. I'm going to read down to article number 48. Yeshua says, calling us up higher, to not a higher standard, but the highest standard, the gold standard, the kingdom of heaven standard, magnifying the kingdom of heaven laws, according to Yeshaya 42, article 21, and Matitya 5, article 17. Yahshua says, don't think, don't think, don't even entertain the thought that I've come to abolish or destroy or misinterpret the Torah, the kingdom Torah, the kingdom law, or the words of the kingdom prophets that the kingdom prophets spoke. Don't even entertain such a thought. Don't even subscribe to that thought. Don't even double click on that thought. Don't even make that thought trendy. Mm. I didn't come to destroy the words, written words, in the kingdom of heaven law, in the kingdom law, the kingdom of heaven constitution, or the spoken words of the kingdom prophets sent by King Yahweh with the kingdom of heaven authority backing them, I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. To fill up the letter of the law with the Spirit. So we know the original intentionality of what King Yahweh wants from us as kingdom of heaven citizens. Matitya 5, Article 43, Matthew. For my English speakers out there. You have heard that it has been said, you will love your neighbor and hate your enemy. How many of us are good for hating our enemy? If you have haters, naysayers, detractors, who show up on your social media platform, who show up on the internets, and they're trolling you. They're saying you're nothing. 
they are hurling all type of epithets at you and dehumanizing, discouraging rhetoric at you, giving your videos a thumbs down. How many of us are good for hating our enemy? But I say to you, Yahshua goes on to say, love your enemies. Whoa. Love your enemies. Love the trolls. Love the haters. Love the naysayers. Love the detractors. This is the culture of heaven. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for them, because they need prayer. For those who despitefully use you. Pray that, pray that they become a citizen in the kingdom of heaven in their lifetime before they take their last breath and their heart has their, its last heartbeat and they blink their last blink. Pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be children of your father, King Yahweh, who is in heaven, the kingdom, because King Yahweh makes his son Rise on the evil person and on the good person. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Because if you just love the people that love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? So if you just if you're just reciprocating love to people who love you who dap you up, who give you likes, and who have your best interests at heart. But when it comes to a person who's adversarial to you, are you, are you reciprocating that hate for more hate? Or are you showing love? Because that's the culture of heaven. That's kingdom of heaven culture. Because King Yahweh sends rain on the just, the Zadik in the Hebrew, and on the unjust, sinners, or Kata'im in the Hebrew. i got to read that one more time. For the Article 46. Because if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute your brother only, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the tax collectors do that? You... Therefore, be perfect, even as your Father, King Yahweh, and the kingdom of heaven is perfect. This is what we're called to do as citizens in the kingdom of heaven. Because this good news about the kingdom of heaven is a seven-day good news. It ain't just about Shabbat. It's about our lifestyle. Another quotable Dr. Mark Lamont Hill gave is was regarding broken promises. He says this regarding Dr. Michael Luther King Jr.'s speech. 
his I, have a, his I Have a Dream speech. He said, the whole speech ain't really about the dream. It's about broken promises. And he goes on to give sort of a listicle, if you will, of broken promises. The Emancipation Proclamation. The Declaration of Independence. The 1965 Civil Rights Act. Broken promises. He says uh, elsewhere in this speech that America, you promised. That there are a lot, a lot of broken promises to Hebrews, to Israelites, to American blacks. That have not been fulfilled. I would agree with them on this. How many know that a broken promise can lead to hope deferred or a broken spirit? Let's look at this in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution. And this is a stark juxtaposition, a contrast betwixt the American government and the government that I belong to in totality, the Kingdom of Heaven government. Let's go to section Mishlei. This is wisdom literature. Section Proverbs, subsection 17, article 22. It says, A merry heart, heart is a Hebraism for mind, so a happy mind does good like a medicine. Mm, that's so good. But a broken spirit dries the bones. So when people make promise after promise after promise after promise after promise, when governments make promise, promises ad infinitum, and they don't come to fruition or materialize, this can cause people to have what is called hope deferred or broken spirit. But the kingdom of heaven government, in the kingdom of heaven, King Yahweh, which in a kingdom, the king is the embodiment of the government. So when King Yahweh is speaking, the whole government of heaven is speaking. King Yahweh fulfills all of his promises. All of his covenants. All of his agreements. In section Psalms, in Hebrew that's Tehillim, subsection 138, articles 1 and 2, Melech Dawid, King David, wrote this. He said, I will praise you with my whole heart, with my entire mind. My logic and my creativity, the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, my conscious mind and my subconscious mind, before the Gods, I will sing praise to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth because you have magnified your word above all your name. So King Yahweh is going to honor his name. He's going to honor his word, which he put above his name.
in section Yeremiah, subsection 1, articles 11 and 12 say this. This is Jeremiah 1, articles 11 and 12. Moreover, the word of King Yahweh came to me, saying, Yeremiah, what do you see? Yeremiah said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then King Yahweh said to me, you have seen correctly, because I am watching over my word to perform it. I mean, that just speaks for itself right there. Section Yeshaya, Isaiah, subsection 55, article 11 says this. So will my word, King Yahweh's word, be that goes out of my mouth. It, my word, King Yahweh's word, will not return to me, King Yahweh, void or empty. But it, King Yahweh's word, will accomplish that which I, King Yahweh, please. And it will prosper in the thing that I sent it. You know, this is deep because it makes me think about Section, another place in the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution where it says in subsection Yochanan, I'm, I'm sorry, section Yochanan, subsection 1, article 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And wouldn't we all agree, Kingdom citizens of Heaven, and those seeking citizenship in the Kingdom of Heaven, those who are fed up with religion, with a heavy laden, heavy burden, with the yoke of religion, that the word made flesh, Yahshua HaMashiach, definitely accomplished what King Yahweh sent him to do, which was to reestablish the kingdom of heaven government back on heaven's crown land, a.k.a. earth. One of my favorite sounds to hear the pages of the Kingdom of Heaven Constitution turning. Yes, the American government may have made broken promise after broken promise to the Negro, to the Hebrew, to the Israelite. But this won't ever be the case with the Kingdom of Heaven government, eternally ruled and under the eternal perennial sovereignty of King Yahweh. Here's another quote from Dr. Mark Lamont Hill's speech on Dr. King, Dr. Michael Luther King Jr. at St. Sabina Church in Chicago. He says, they want you to think of this, this, referring to the holiday, the American holiday, Dr. King Day, as a, as a day of service. We go to the hood, take a selfie, Go back home and say, I honor Dr. King. <laughs> I find this quote to be interesting. Because he goes on to say, in another quote, it's a day of radical action, referring to Dr. King Day, 
It's a day of radical action, radical teaching, radical organizing, radical preaching, radical selflessness. I will submit to us, kingdom citizens of heaven, that culture, pop culture, and the American government preaches to us to be selfish. It's all about you. It's all about the unholy trinity, me, myself, and mine. I have to secure the bag for myself, my family, and mine's. I have to get my likes up. I have to get my numbers up. I have to get my money up. I have to get my I have to get minds. Serving the unholy trinity, me, myself, and mine. It's a day of radical action, radical teaching, radical organizing, radical preaching, radical selflessness. Hmm. This is definitely what Yahshua HaMashiach demonstrated as a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. Let's see, so many places I can go. Let's start here. Let's go to Matitya, subsection 15. Let's start with article 1. That's Matthew 15, Article 1. It says, Then came to Yahshua scribes and Pharisees who came from Jerusalem, or in Hebrew, Yerushalayim, saying, Why do your Talmudim, your disciples, your students, transgress the tradition of the elders? Why are you all Violating our religion, the religious protocol, Pharisaism, Pharisaical tradition, passed down by the Zakanim, the elders. Because your disciples, they don't wash their hands when they eat bread. Referring to, in Hebrew, it's called Nitilat Yadaim. Nitilat Yadaim, by the ceremonial washing of the hands. Article 3, but he answered, Yahshua answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of King Yahweh by your tradition? And he goes on to give an example 
Because King Yahweh commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, in Article 4, and a person that curses father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, whoever says his father or his mother, it's a gift, korban in the Hebrew, by whatsoever you thought you might profit by me. And you dishonor your father and mother, and they are, they are free, they are absolved from that responsibility. So you have made the commandment of King Yahweh of none effect, none and void, by your tradition, by your religion. We drop down to Article 12. It says, Then the disciples, then came Yahshua's disciples and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended after hearing what you just said, after hearing this saying? Because Yahshua, this was a radical teaching. Yahshua was going against the grain of Pharisaism. And the Pharisees, according to Flavius Josephus, had a lot of clout and influence over the laity, the Israelite laity in their day. I would even submit to us that the laity viewed the Pharisees as the standard of righteousness, the standard of what it means to be holy, to be Kodesh, to be set apart to King Yahweh. But this wasn't the case in Yahshua's eyes, in Yahshua's estimation. Yahshua says in Article 13, in Matthew 15, Article 13, But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father, King Yahweh, has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They're blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the ditch. This was a radical teaching. Here's an example of radical selflessness. Let's see. Let me go to section Elior. Let's go to section Luke. Let's see. Let's go to section Luke, subsection number twenty six. Actually, you know, for context, let's go to Luke, section Luke, subsection 23, article 23. And it says, And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed, 
And Pilate, Pontius Pilate, gave sentence that it should be as they required. And they released to them, him, that had charges against him, sedition and murder, was cast into prison. Bar Abba, son of Abba, son of the father, whom they had desired. But he delivered Yahshua to their will. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon Shimon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country. And on him they laid the, the cross, or the stake, the Roman crucifixion stake, more so like an like a upright tree, that he might carry it after Yahshua. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Yahshua, turning and said to them, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't cry for me. But cry for yourselves and for your children. Because look, the days are coming, and was they'll say, Blessed are those who are barren, and wombs who never gave birth, and breasts who never gave suck. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. Because if they do these things in a green tree, what will be done in the dry? And there were also two other malefactors, or criminals, led with Yahshua to be put to death. And when they came to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified Yahshua and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Yahshua said, Abba, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. They know not what they do. And they partitioned his clothes and cast lots. This is a radical act of selflessness. Yahshua the Messiah giving his life for us. So we can be cleansed with his righteous, innocent blood. It goes on to say, and the people, in article, in section Luke, subsection 23, article 35, and the people stood looking, and the rulers also with them ridiculed him, saying, He saved others. <laughs> Let him save himself. If he be Mashiach, if he be the Messiah, the chosen of King Yahweh. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If you are the king of the Yahudim, king of the Jews, save yourself. And a superscription, the crime against him, also was written over him in the letters of Greek, Roman, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews, of the Yahudim. Melech Yahudim in Hebrew. I'm going to jump down to Article 44 and read 46. And it came about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was dark, and the veil of the temple was torn in the midst, in the middle. And when Yahshua had shouted with a loud voice, he said, Abba, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the spirit. This is an act of radical selflessness. By the quintessential example of what it means and looks like to be a citizen in the kingdom of heaven, Yahshua HaMashiach, this brown-skinned, melanated man of Israelite descent, who gave his life 
that we could have eternal life. Who preached the good news of change the way that you think, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. This is the last quote that I'm going to quote from Dr. Mark Lamont Hill's speech. Talked about Jericho and a good Samaritan for a hot second. He said, between Jericho and Jerusalem is a lot of danger. It's a winding, meandering road conducive for ambushing. This is true. And this was a revelation to me, and it really does color in the parable all the more so that Yahshua gives about the Good Samaritan. It really paints an even more lucid picture, these details, these logistics. So in section Eli Or, subsection 10, article 25 to 37, we have the parable about the Good Samaritan. I want to read this really quick and then read a couple of articles and then I'll close. This is what it says about the Jericho Road. The Jericho Road connects Jerusalem and Jericho is about 17 miles long. It is a notoriously dangerous road. Within these 17 miles, kingdom citizens and those seeking citizenship, it drops 3,600 feet. It's steep with acute sharp descents. It is replete with rocky valleys and passes. Now in the 19th century, people paid safety money to local sheiks before they traversed the Jericho Road because of how notoriously dangerous it was, or perhaps still is. The Jericho Road has blind turns, which makes it an optimal place for robbers people committing theft. And so this paints the picture all the more so regarding Yahshua's parable. Now I'm going to read a couple articles from it and then I'll close out because I don't want the phone to cut off on me. I'm almost at one hour, the one hour mark. It says this, Section Luke, subsection 10, article 29. But he willing to justify himself, the lawyer, the scribe, asking about what he must do to gain everlasting life. Said to Yahshua, and who is my neighbor? And Yahshua said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothes and wounded him and left, departing, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain priest, a Cohen, that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. He said, mm. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked at him and passed by on the other side. I said, oh, I'm not getting involved in this. But a Samaritan, a certain Samaritan, if we look at Yahshua, he's so intentional with these. 
kingdom parables. In Yochanan 4, Article 9, it says, Then the woman, Samaritan woman said to Yahshua, How is it that you, being a Yahudi, a Jew, ask me for a drink? Being that, being that I am a woman of Samaria, because the Yahudim, the Jews, have no dealings with the Samaritans. There's a whole history there. As to why they don't deal with each other. Okay. Back to the kingdom parable. This is section Luke. Subsection 10, article number 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to the inn, the hotel, and took care of him. And the next day when he left, departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host of the inn, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever you spend more than this, more, when I come again, I'll repay you, I'll reimburse you. Which... Now, of these three, do you think, was the neighbor to the person that fell among thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then Yahshua said to him, go. You do the same. A utopian dream. What Dr. King had. I know Dr. King, Martin Luther King Jr., he's a controversial figure to some. And his dream, he said, turned into it was actually an American nightmare. It was a nightmare. He was leading his people into a burning building, what he found out. But he was dreaming of a utopia. Where people are judged by not the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Where Israelites and Gentiles essentially can live in peace, can live in shalom, can live in harmony. Where love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, righteousness, faithfulness, self-control, righteousness, holiness, lawfulness, Goodness, truth, long-suffering is the culture. This utopia, kingdom citizens of heaven, and those seeking citizenship in the kingdom of heaven, those seeking to exchange religious membership for kingdom citizenship, I will submit to us that this utopia that we're all looking for is called the kingdom of heaven. And all these intangibles, the aforementioned intangibles of love, joy, peace, patience, 
the fruit of the Holy Spirit, mentioned in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. These are all found, interwoven, inextricably embedded in the culture of the kingdom of heaven. This has been another episode of the Kingdom of Sword podcast. Please share this. Please share the good news about the kingdom of heaven. I'm inviting you, as Yahshua is, not into a religion, but into the kingdom of heaven. Because everything that you and I need is right here in the kingdom of heaven. Until next time, beloved kingdom citizens of heaven and those pursuant to kingdom of heaven citizenship, let's all change the way I encourage us with all sincerity to change the way that we think, to change our mindset, Because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And I pray that you become a citizen of heaven in your lifetime. Shalom Aleikim.